0: what's good everybody it's your man big dom host of the true players podcast hitting you with the upfront blatantly honest in your face no punches held opinions on sports current events relationships and many other topics along the way check out this next episode of my podcast No problem to hold you, tongue stroke you, please you like I'm supposed to. Touch spots that ain't ever been touched, and I won't stop till both these squirrels get their nuts. Hey, huh. you know it's good when we freak in, king size squeak in after I ease in. If you was with me, baby 24-7, best believe that every single day would be a sweet day. huh, Curry sweeter than the cheesecake. If you want beef, prophecy would be a beef cake. I make love to you till you fall asleep, leave you with sweet dreams between the sheets, What's the night before that night? I was born on that day but not last night. Once upon a time, I had my cash right. What's good everybody? It's your man Big Dom coming live on that the True Players Podcast episode. Um as we um talk about the Knicks and the New York Jets, the the big the big items that's on that's happening right now, today. Yeah, uh for the past over the past couple of days. Um But we're gonna get to the Knicks first. We're gonna talk about the Knicks um ending their three game losing streak um beating the Los Angeles Lakers um 112 to 108 where we saw Julius Randle and RJ Barrett combine for 63 points doing it without Jalen Brunson who was out again with a with the, with the ankle sprain and um what can I say the team the team rebounded from a bad loss against the Clippers the, the night before in which we saw Julius Randle revert to his um previous season um Brain fucks, as you could say. As you can say, um, I'm gonna get into that right now because when um, the Knicks was up 75-74 against the Clippers, just to end the third quarter, just about to end the third quarter, and Julius Randle loses his mind, gets a technical foul, and the and the, the, the Clippers get two free throws. So instead of ending ending the third quarter with a 75-74 lead with some momentum, the Knicks were down 77 to 75. And then they lost to the Clippers that end up costing them a game because of um I felt that was that was a momentum changer. What, what Julius Randle did with that? It it, came, it could have been a flagrant foul, to be honest with you. It could have been a flagrant. So that's what happened. But I'm 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 glad that, I'm glad he rebounded this game because during the game against the Clippers, he was struggling, he didn't have a good game, but it, it manifested into his head again and it, and the cost of the team. But in this game, he rebounded very well. Um, he was 11 for 24 for the floor with 33 points and eight rebounds. Um, all, he was getting off the big start. He got off to a very big start against Lakers. Every time he plays against Lakers, his former team, he always plays very well against them in LA. And it also always gets off to a fast start. And um, RJ Barrett contributes with um, 12 for 27 for 30 points, five rebounds and two assists. And um, IQ um, contributed 15 points. Um, the thing about RJ Barrett, he was, I believe, was three from ten from three point from three point land. And I remember on previous podcasts, I did mention what's holding RJ Barrett, RJ Barrett back from being an all star is his perimeter shooting. He has to have he has to have that if that mid range game. If he had a mid range game like DeMar DeRozan, he could he would be a perennial all star every single season and be more consistent with the three point shot. He got to be at least at least percent. 30, 30, from three-point land, I understand he's playing out of position. A lot of fans is beating him up, beating him up, saying that he's not worth the three. He's, he's a bust. This, that, and the other. First of all, the man is not a bust. Okay, he's playing with two players who dominate the dominate the basketball. And each time he touches the basketball, he's trying too hard to score because he you know he may not even get the ball back in the possession to have an opportunity to have have a um, a chance to score the ball. And on top of that, he's playing the he's playing the three position where he's playing against bigger players. And that's another thing he has to work on work on in the offseason is the bulk up, go in the weight room, make himself stronger to play against those bigger forwards at the three spot. You know, he's not playing a shooting guard position, that's for Quentin Grimes. So that's what he got to he has to improve on, but I'm glad he dropped 30 points. Wasn't efficient with the shooting because of the three point shooting. Anything inside the three point arc he's, he's 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 scoring at a high clip very efficient and um he's scoring at a high clip so maybe RJ needs to focus on you know staying within the stay inside the three point line drive it to the basket work on his mid-range game and get some fouls get to the free throw line to get his points not always rely on the three point shot but the next like I said the next team playing with play without Jalen Brunson in which in who which I'm going to tell you guys right now, he is the MVP of the NBA. He's the NBA MVP. For a guy who was not selected to the All Star game, even though he should have been there, I believe he's the MVP of the league. And we got IQ as a six man award. I believe those two guys should get those awards. I'm not saying that because of a Knicks fan, I'm saying that because of the impact both players have in their prospective positions to enable the Knicks to be 10 games over 500. Okay? That's the reason I'm saying it. And let's not forget the acquisition of Josh Hart, which I'm not going I'm not, I'm not to lie to you guys. I didn't want them to trade Cam Reddish. I felt Cam Reddish should have been playing, getting some playing time um, when the Knicks had some injuries and stuff like that. But I guess, like I said, when the coach does not like the player, the, the player's not going to get on the, on the bench. Cam is, playing, Cam is playing very well over there in Portland. So, you know, it is what it is. And I think possibly Obi all, all Toppin. I'm gonna talk to him, talk about him a little bit later in the pod, later in the in this segment of the podcast about that because I think he's suffering behind the, the great play of, um, for the most part, the great play of Julius Randle this season. For the most part, he does have his meltdowns that like he had in, in, in when he played against the Clippers, and that's that's the difference between a player that can take you, that can just get you into the playoffs, and a player can take you to deep in the playoffs. How do you handle? Um, adversity. How do you handle turbulence in your play? How, how do you how, how do you handle not be able to score at will when you're struggling from the field with your shot? How does it translate to other facets of the game? How does it affect your mental your, your mental state during the game? Most importantly, how does it, how does it translate to that? So that's another thing that I, I, I want to talk about too. But let's get back to Josh Hart. The acquisition of Josh Hart. Joshua came to the Knicks. The Knicks won nine in a row. In the games that he played, this guy is, is bringing the intangibles that guys like Oakley, um, Starks, those hustle plays, those extra, those extra rebounds to help with Mitchell Robinson, who's playing phenomenally also on the offensive and defensive boards. And you know, my whip the, the guy whipping up Hartlestein, <clears throat> he's playing pretty well too with the rebounds too. He's finally getting the rebounds that he should have been getting. Early in the season, so everything's clicking. But okay, we're gonna keep talking. The he brings an element to the Knicks that they extremely needed, especially at crunch time. I understand guys are going to lose some playing time in the crunch time, like guys like R.J. Barrett, Quentin Grimes, because Josh Hart just get those has those for the basketball and those that make big plays without scoring, and that's what this team needs. He Josh Hart understands his roles, his role. He's hitting some. this time. he's he scored big in games. This game, she just his defense alone is just providing impact to the team. That's enabling the team to be a winning basketball team right now. Is the part of the he's probably the main reason one of the main reasons why the Knicks are 10 games over 500? Him and, and the player Jalen Brunson are the main reason why the Knicks are up there. Um, 10 games over 500, they're still the sixth seed, but when it's all said and done, in my opinion, the Knicks should be the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. When it's all said and done, when the, the, when the, when the games when the season's over, they should be the fifth seed. There should be no reason why they should be in the same, um. Same record as the Nets right now. Nets don't have K- um, KD or Kyrie anymore. They got Dinwiddie. They got um, Cam Johnson. I mean, good good players, but they're not at KD and Kyrie level. And they should definitely should overtake them. But you got to give the Brooklyn Nets some credit also. But Josh Hart, like I said, is bringing a, bringing a certain intangible to the team um, that is that was sorely missed. And let's. And he's already he's already states he's going to opt out, but already is planning on re, planning on resigning with the New York Knicks, which is, you know. So welcome a welcome addition because, um, someone who wants to be a Nick, and I think Jalen Brunson has a lot to do with it because that's a former teammate from Villanova, so. You know that's that has a lot to do with it. the Jalen Brunson influence. Hopefully the Knicks will be able to get that 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 superstar to put them in in, in the in, in the conversation of competing for a championship. And with all due respect, ladies and gentlemen, I think the Knicks superstar is playing in LA. And it's not LeBron James, it actually is Kawhi Leonard. I know Kawhi Leonard loves being at home in LA, but that is a superstar the Knicks need right now to go along with Brunson, to go along with Randall. Um, in order to make that happen, I think R.J. Barrett is going to be part of that trade. If they ever, if they ever come up with that trade, R.J. Barrett and the draft picks have to be involved in that trade and try to avoid trading quickly in the trade as well. If you start the trade like that and give up a lot of, of first-round picks, I think that's the idea. Do I want R.J. Barrett to go? No. But the way the Knicks, New York Knicks fans, is riding him for every every bad possession he has, every missed shot, missed three pointer, they egg on him, saying, "Call him the bus" of this that and the other. Where was this energy for Julius Randle when he was struggling last season? Okay, where was that energy? You can't pick and choose who you want to pick on because you didn't get Donovan Mitchell. The reason why the Knicks didn't get Donovan Mitchell. It has nothing nothing to do with this past offseason. As it has everything to do with Phil Jackson being the GM of the New York Knicks at the time where they had the opportunity to draft Donovan Mitchell. Okay. That's where the blame is. And I don't want to hear I don't want to hear we don't know we didn't know what Donovan Mitchell was going to be. If you had proper scouts, if you were doing your job as a GM. Scouting basketball games for for the draft pick that you have at the fourth pick, you would have known this guy was was a diamond, was a diamond in the rough, a superstar in the making. You messed you messed it up with, by being the Okay, that's neither here nor there. We're gonna talk, we're gonna move on from that. We've been moved on from that. So, let me get back to my thoughts on R.J. Barrett. Um, R.J. Barrett this season, since his big contract has been pressing, he has. He does not warrant the type of treatment that the Knicks fans are giving him. The Knicks fans should be supporting this kid. He is still 22 years old. He has a lot of NBA basketball in left in him. Let's give him the support that he needs to become the star player that we envision him to be with the third pick in the draft. Okay, Let's not kick him in the ass each time something goes wrong. Well, Meanwhile, um, his 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 cohort Julius Randle have a bad game, have a mental mental breakdown, it causes them a game, and, he, and it's not Kid gloves. All right, we we don't say nothing because he he's having a great season. Julius Randle's great season has everything to do with the MVP of the league. Every, NBA MVP of the league is Jalen Brunson. He's the reason why he's able to play the the way he's playing. Um, do I believe? You know, could he have done – can Julius Randle play the way he's been playing without Jalen Brunson? Yes, he can. He has done it before. But the the closing in the games, we all know Julius Randle's not a finisher, even though he hit that game-winning shot against the Heat. That's probably his first game-winning shot with the Knicks in five years. In five years, five seasons playing for the Knicks, that's probably his first game-winning shot he ever hit. Quote me if I'm wrong. Quote me, quote me, you can quote me if I'm wrong. But I think RJ Brett has hit more game winning shots than Julius Randle. I think RJ Brad hit like three. You know, so and the one one guy I'm feeling bad for is Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin's feeling bad. I feel bad for him because I think he's he's a he's a he's a talent that the Knicks, like I said, is being blocked by the great play of, Ju- of Julius Randle. I just wish Tom Thibodeau knows how, finds a way to use both of them so he could play at least twenty minutes per game. We all saw at the end of the last season what Obi Toppin can do once he plays over thirty minutes per game. He, he's going to average over twenty five points a game, and this brings a different dynamic to the offense when he's on the floor. Now you have an opportunity instead of instead of half court basketball, you could, you could now play some up tempo offense, some more motion offense with 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 um or be especially IQ on the floor with his buddy. The Knicks has a, even the Knicks with Jalen Brunson now. What we have right now with the team right now, if you throw in some motion off motion offense, this team will be such a, a better team. It's too much ISO ball, I, 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 and I just think it's, it's something. It's, it's just something with these defensive coaches; they believe in ISO ball. If you don't, if you don't be a, ask 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 when we had um. Woodson Mike Woodson as head coach ISO mellow. All day long, and then when he was in Atlanta ISO Joe with Joe Johnson. All these defensive coaches have ISOs. Even Tom Thibodeau, when when he had Derrick Rose in his in his rookie season, the first three years, MVP Derrick Rose, it was ISO Rose, ISO Rose. And, and and I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this too um, about J, about the, the not playing Jalen Jalen, Brun, Jalen Brunson being hurt. I think this was could have been a good idea to have some give some time to Rose as well. But the way Quentin Grant, McBride, Miles, um, Deuce has been playing, the way he played yet, yesterday, it, it was. It, I think that I mean he made the right decision by keeping Rose on the bench. Deuce made some great defensive plays, made some big shots, big three-point shots, and, and Deuce is just fighting for for playing time, and I like the competitive spirit. This team is very Nick's team. well I would say it's deep, but you got a lot of guys who play the same way on that team, which is causing um, playing time fluxes here and there. You know what I'm saying? So that's it. The Knicks Knicks is going to play against the. – they're going to see an old friend Tuesday night, you know, Um, in Cam Reddish and and the Portland Trail Blazers with Dame Lillard. Um, I want to say one more thing before we get to the Jets situation. Um, I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about spring training baseball, but I'm going to leave that for when I'm when I'm with um, my guy Matt. So we we're, we're going to leave that with him. I'm going to definitely um, have him on the show because the baseball season is going to start in three weeks. We're almost there. Well, in three weeks, we're going to be the opening day. And I want to want to definitely chat up with Matt about the uh, New York Mets uh, spring training and the World Baseball Classic. And you know, they, the Mets had to shut down some shut down some. Uh, Pictures, which is kind of alarming right now. With Quintana and um and quote Co- and Senga, which kind of makes makes me nervous. And also being Matt, I hope I'm gonna talk a Matt bit about uh Mr. Jacob DeGrom and I got a story to tell. You know what I'm saying? We'll talk about that too. But like I said, Nick's playing the um Paul Trails the trailblazers tomorrow. Let's get it. Let's see what happens, get back on this roll. Because we gotta make that fifth seed, and if I, I'm just I'm a just a greedy individual, I want to give make it to the fourth seed, if, if possible, and overtake Cleveland. It's gonna be tough. I don't think it's going to happen. But the Knicks right now, avoid avoid the playing games, avoid the playing games at, at all costs. Keep the fifth and sixth seed and go from there. All right. So now, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the New York Jets. Well, to all my Jet fans, what's up? How you doing? Um, a lot of a lot of developments happened today. That's kind of hurts the Jets as far as the quarterback search. If Aaron Rodgers' um, trade does fall through, is Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets? Is it going to be a reality for the New York Jets? As far as the reports are saying, they've agreed a conversation to make that trade happen with with the Jets. Jets and Packers already agreed a conversation. But how much would it cost the Jets to have Aaron Rodgers on this team? I'm kind of skeptical about um, giving up first-round picks because I feel the Jets could use that first-round pick on either an offensive lineman or, or a big-time safety or linebacker on that team. And let me tell you something, guys. J. Joe Douglas did a good job these past season with the um, draft. But he messed, he fucked up with Marcus May. He should have re-signed Marcus May. Should have should have signed Marcus May. There's a big hole um in the safety position, even though they, they they traded for Chuck Clark from the Ravens. Um, so I'm they're definitely gonna try to um cut um Whitehead to, to, to have Chuck Clark fill in that slot. Cheap alternative. Um the, the, the Jets have done a lot of um, cap room restructuring and, and opening up the cap room to fit um, Aaron Rodgers' salary into the team without hurting them from resigning signing and Williams. That's a, that's, a, that's a priority right now. Um, they cut Braxton Berrios, an overrated player. Thank God he's not on this team, so I don't have to hear the Jet fans talk about him, how great he is. Because he proved last year when he got the, got his money, he wasn't as great as he was before. He lost his hunger. The Jets restructured the contracts of DJ Reed, Tyler Conklin, Lakin Tomlinson, which freed up almost fifteen million dollars of cap space. And they're not done yet. They gotta think about what they're going to do with, with um Carl Lawson. If they if they're able to um restructure his deal as well to get to get more cap space, it's very important to get cap space because not only are the Jets looking to get Aaron Rodgers, they were also at Ob Odell Beckham's um workout also so they're probably looking for to fill that receiver to go on the opposite side of um, on the opposite side of Garrett Wilson and I have a strange feeling that Elijah Moore is probably in that package that conversation going back to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers I have a feeling about that along with some draft picks but I have a feeling about it, that's going to happen um my thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. The, the Jets purposely did not sign Derek Carr. Even Derek Carr was 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 eager. Was eager to be with the Jets. Eager to be with the Jets. He had a great meeting with the Jets. But the Jets didn't pull the trigger. Why? Because the owner got involved, and once once another Green Bay Packer quarterback who was um, older. And you do, and don't and you don't know how long he's going to be playing with the Jets. That's a, that's the dice you got to roll with. Um, but the beautiful thing is about the thoughts of having Aaron Rodgers on the team. One, he could play in cold weather. That was a, that was a big negative with Derek Carr. Him be able to him be, him being able to play in cold weather was a big negative for me with Derek Carr. All right. So you bringing Aaron Rodgers to this team. He makes his team instantly better playoff contender, not a Super Bowl contender because keep in mind one thing in the AFC. You got to contend with the Bengals and the Chiefs and the Bills. Those four teams. Okay? It's a tough sled, tough sled to slay. But it, it, can they do it? Yes, they can. If they get um, if they get Aaron Rodgers on this team, Vera Tuck is back healthy. Makai Becton is back healthy. The offense line is the key. And that's what Jets need to focus on in the draft, um, improve the defense, you know, try to talk to Carl Lawson into restructuring his, his deal, which we hope can happen. If not, he, he could get cut and then get re signed. But the Ravens just cut Calais Campbell, and I felt I feel that adding him to that to that mix of pass rushers that Jets can Jets have can make this defense even, even a whole lot better. And Calais could play inside and outside, which could know, definitely help out with the rotation and, and getting to the quarterback. But this is the problem. This is the problem that we're going to have if the Jets don't sign, don't complete the trade. Or if Aaron Rodgers says, no, he doesn't want to be traded to the Jets, or no, he wants to retire. This is what the Jets are, are, are dealing with now. All right? Mike White. The the court- starting quarterback for a couple of days with the Jets just signed with the Dolphins. Okay. Their car already went to the Saints. That was the first domino domino drop in the offseason. Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna go with the Raiders with with um Josh McDaniel. Okay, which leaves you with available quarterbacks of Baker Mayfield, and now also Sam Donald, who was available. Is now just in a nine four, now a 49er. He's back home in the, in Cali, in California. Okay, you got Teddy Bridgewater, Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton, Gardner Minshew, or and Jameis Jameis Winston, who could be cut from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And also you got Lamar Jackson looking out lurking out there for a trade. Um, Nothing against Lamar Jackson. Um, his his skill sets does not fit this team. It's not gonna take it's not gonna take this team to where we want to be, which is going to the super bowl. That's not going to happen with Lamar Jackson at the quarterback because one over the past two years he's been injury prone. His style of play makes leaves him open to um, injuries. So we gotta you know, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I don't care what anybody tells me. I wouldn't do Lamar Jackson. Sorry. Jameis Winston, um, who could be cut by the Terry Buccaneers if the Buccaneers do sign Baker Mayfield. So now this is this is the scenario that the Jets is dealing with now. So in my opinion, the quarterbacks for the Jets right now, you only have you only have Zach Wilson and Strievler on that roster playing quarterback. So God forbid. Aaron Rodgers decides to retire and says, no, I don't want to come to the Jets. You're going to have to draft another quarterback in that first pick, first-round pick. First. And then you got the pool of Teddy Bridgewater, Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton, Gardner Minshew, and Jameis Winston. Only if Tampa Bay signs Baker Mayfield. Only if that happens. Then Jameis Wilson, Winston will be available. Me personally, I already, I already said no to J, uh, to Lamar Jackson. So where would I would if I was JD? Where would I go? Where would I go? I'm not dealing with Teddy Bridgewater. He he's been shown to be injury prone with the Dolphins, and he didn't do he didn't do much with the last season when he had when he had the opportunity when Tool was injured. Carson Wentz. Once was a decent was a, was a decent quarterback but the past few years hasn't been kind to him. He lost a job in, in the Colts playing for the Colts. They got rid of him to bring bring um Matt Ryan. As a matter of fact, now that I mentioned Matt Ryan, if the trade does fall through with Aaron Rodgers, do you flirt with for trade for Matt Ryan? Or does Matt Ryan get cut by the Colts, and he could serve as a bridge to the next to the next Jet quarterback? Does he have anything left? For, does he have anything left that would give the provide the same impact that Aaron Rodgers could have brought to the team? If God, like I said, if Aaron Rodgers does not come, if we're now waiting, we have the we have the waiting waiting and going on with um, Aaron Rodgers. Marcus Mariota, you got Andy Dalton, Gardner Minshew, okay? In the the scenario that Aaron Rodgers does not come, these are the quarterbacks I'm going to be looking at, okay? And you guys can shoot me or curse me out and say, I don't don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But right now, I'm going to be looking at Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, Gardner Gardner Minshew, and Jameis Winston. And probably two quarterbacks from that group, two quarterbacks. One could serve as a backup and give and give um sack wilson the, the, the um the hoodie and the clipboard, or one of them and they both could compete for a starting quarterback for the New York Jets. The Jets got weapons, the Jets got weapons, and with Nathaniel Hackett, you know, he struggled in Denver with Russell Wilson. Maybe he may be someone who could turn it around, do turn the Jets office around. Maybe turn or turn. Um, maybe know how to use Denzel Mims better than um, LeFleur, LeFleur did. But you got to cut. Did I, I'm not sure to just cut Corey Davis yet to get that cap room. I think they should do that. Yeah, Corey Davis, if he's on the team, he should be gone. You know. So let's see what happens with that. But that's what I would go with. Those are the sim picks. I don't want I don't want Andy Dalton. I don't want no part of him. Whatsoever. No part. Um, I would throw it Wentz, Mariota, and Winston. My top three. If Aaron Rodgers does not come to the team. Now, if Aaron Rodgers does Aaron Rodgers does come to the team, then you can sink aside one with those quarterbacks as a backup to Aaron Rodgers and go from there. And then if you're able to bring in Odell Beckham Jr., why not? You got yourself a team that can, that can compete with the Chiefs, that can compete with the Bengals, that can compete with the with the Buffalo Bills. Okay? That's what you have here. I'm going to speak a little bit about the Giants. Daniel Jones gets $160 million. He did have a good season. He did have a decent season. Was he worth $160 million? That's up to the Giants fans to um, talk about. Okay, he did give the man some credit. He did he did have a decent season, and now the next step for the Giants is now possibly locking up Saquon Barkley, um, for for a new contract, and, and really get themselves some receivers who could play. They were also at Odell Beckham's um, workout as well, and it could it could be a possibility of a reunion between the New York Giants and Odell Beckham Jr. Also, okay. Let's not forget about that at all, guys. Let's not forget about forget about that at all. Um, like I said, you can listen to this podcast. We I'm about to end the podcast. It's been a, it's been a long time I've been with you guys and talk to you about you know sports and stuff like that. But um, it's great to talk to you guys. Definitely, you can definitely watch this podcast on a watch this podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can watch it on Patreon. Subscribe to my Patreon channel as well. Um, you listen to podcasts at like Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast, and any other any other podcast um, engine that 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 broadcasts podcasts. I am on it. True Players Podcast, definitely, guys. Um, like I said, next episode, I wanna, I'm going to talk with. I'm going to set up a time with um, with Matt, from the Jacobin Sports Show, and Nick's Believe Pod. Um, Get them on. We can talk about um Grapefruit League Baseball with the New York Mets and spring training before the season starts. So definitely, guys, it's your man Big Time. I'm going to sign up on this podcast. All right? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to sign up this podcast. So check. I'm going to catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>